peace, y'all. Peace, peace, peace. Um, in this video, I'm going to be breaking down um, the demise of Nipsey Hussle. Um, a lot of you guys asked me about Nipsey Hussle a few months back. Um, but I wanted to, you know, let everything play out and pan out and see how things was going to, you know, fall into place. So, you know, um, there's a lot of stuff going on, you know. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to break down a few things and give you guys some um, information on what I truly believe is the main reason why a lot of this stuff happened. All right. Um, now, like I always say, I'm going to be very respectful towards Nipsey and his family. You know, I'm not going to say anything that's uh, disrespectful in my opinion. Uh, but I also will be um, expressing my viewpoint on a lot of why uh, these things took place, all right, throughout his career and so forth and so on. Um, but uh, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. All right, so um, Nipsey was born uh, August 15th, uh, 1985, all right, to um, his mom, Angelique Smith, and DeWitt Ashkodom. Um now, you know, a lot of people know about his upbringing and things of that nature and his affiliation uh, with certain groups and things of that nature, but I wanted to mainly focus on the music aspect of his career and his upbringing, um, but I didn't find too much on that, all right, um, except for the fact that at age 17 uh, is when he got his first shot, all right, uh, with Buttervision. Okay, which was ran by uh, Dexter Brown. Okay, now Dexter Brown was a uh, photographer who was from Trinidad. Um, but when he came to the States, uh, he basically made his connections and networked with a lot of entertainers, uh, people like Cat Williams, Lisa Ray, uh, a lot of entertainers, a lot of different people. Um, so he had the connections uh, throughout the industry, okay? Um, the connections that most people need uh, Dexter Brown was that guy, okay? Um, but when he hooked up with Dexter Brown, Dexter Brown actually gave Nipsey an opportunity, you know, to work on his music, okay? Um, as his career took off, you know, he was more or less recording and uh, doing his mixtapes and even featured on a few of Dexter's DVDs at the time, all right? Um, but... When he was dealing with Dexter, okay, uh, this was the first time uh, Nipsey actually recorded any type of music, okay, was in Dexter's studio, all right? And uh, here is when he produced his first uh, mixtape titled Slawson Boy Volume 1, all right? Um, now, this mixtape uh, that he put out, um, it got local buzz, okay, because Nipsey was selling the tape, you know, out of his car trunk. You know, this was a, a method that a lot of artists would use back in the days, okay, before the digital era, all right? So before there was any type of uh, YouTube, uh, you know, downloading stream sites and things of that nature, 
the way that you was going to get your music heard uh, was by selling your CDs out of the trunk. So um, with him doing this, he kind of built up a local buzz, all right, and, you know, gravitated uh, towards the uh, likes of Johnny Shipes, okay? Now, Johnny Shipes was, uh, at the time, a uh, CEO of an independent label uh, named Cinematic Mu uh, Cinematic Music Group, okay? Um, they had artists over there like Joey Badass, uh, Currency, Big Crit, uh, Nipsey Hussle, to be exact. Okay, this was the generation of that 2010-11 era, all right, when it was becoming more hip-hop-based, all right? And Johnny Shipes was behind a lot of these acts uh, that are popular today. You also have Big uh, Big Sean as well, uh, who's also down with Cinematic Music Group for a short period of time. Um, the list goes on. A lot of a lot of uh, artists uh, were down with Cinematic Music Group, uh, which was a venture off of Epic Records. Okay, so um, by Nipsey hooking up with Johnny Shipes. Um, he was able to make these connections and, you know, get involved in the industry at a deeper, at a deeper level, okay? Um, so now, fast forward, uh, Nipsey Hussle is recording mixtapes, okay? He's doing uh, mixtapes such as Bullets Have No Name on it, um, a whole lot of them, um, you know, Victory Lap, every, all of these tapes that he had put out. Uh, from that time period, okay, from when he first got signed to Cinematic Music Group um, up until he released his uh, major debut mixtape, all right? Um, now, there was some speculation during this time uh, while he was signed to Johnny Shipes that uh, Snoop Dogg uh, was actually hating on Nipsey Hussle and was preventing him uh, from moving forward, all right? Uh, due to the fact that they had similarities, they looked alike, um, they were both uh, affiliated with certain gangs and things of that nature. Um, but there was said to be that Snoop Dogg was preventing him uh, from moving forward in his career. All right. Um, now, this goes in hand in hand with what I explained to you guys before about blackballing. Um, how a lot of artists tend to blackball uh, other artists. All right. And in this situation, it took for Nipsey uh, to contact Big U. Okay, now Big U is a well-known uh, crip in Los Angeles, okay, that had uh, street ties to both artists, all right? So I truly believe uh, Big U was the one that um, made the talk between Snoop and Nipsey, you know, to allow Snoop to, you know, take his, uh, take his hand out of uh, certain situations for uh, Nipsey to prevail and to make his debut mark, all right? Um, with that being said, Snoop actually uh, featured Nipsey on his album, okay, Malice in Wonderland, all right, where he, where he was actually um, on Snoop's album and got his first uh, major appearance on a, uh, you know, worldwide platform, to be exact, all right? Um, so, you know, Nipsey is dropping mixtapes and things of that nature, uh, but not getting what he wanted, you know, as far as the worldwide buzz, you know what I'm saying? Um, I believe his whole potential was to be a household name, okay? Um, he released songs like Hustle in the House, you know, it was a good song, but it didn't really make its mark, okay, in the industry or worldwide in different, 
demographics. You know, we heard the song on the East Coast, um, and that was just due to certain platforms that was, you know, uh, pretty much putting his music out to us. All right. Um, but here's where it gets interesting at. Okay, now, um, if you studied the career of Nipsey Hussle and watched how, you know, he progressed and, you know, the, the, the certain limitations he had, okay, when his music was out, you know, people knew who he was, but it was like, you know, what, what, what is this guy about, all right? But it wasn't until uh, 2013, okay, um, when he released his major, his major mixtape, uh, which was titled uh, Crenshaw. Okay, now, um, some of you may agree with me, some of you may not agree with me, all right? But like I said before, when you're involved in the industry, okay, and, you know, you, you're not seeing those results that you're expecting, okay, this is when a lot of these artists, you know, they get down with certain things like taking oaths and, you know, getting involved in occultic practices, Okay, so now um, this is when Nipsey uh, introduces the marathon. Okay, the marathon continues. This whole scenario of the black and white uh, chessboard, which represents duality in the Masonic, uh, uh, Masonic uh, business here. All right, so um, when we take a look at this here, all right, um, this, this mixtape, which was actually considered um, an album, in a, in a certain format, all right? He had a lot of big name features on this album, okay? Um, with artists such as Rick Ross, okay? Um, Slim Thug and Sade, okay? Um, artists that a normal <laughs> underground artist wouldn't be able to get these features, okay? But Nipsey uh, was able to get these features, okay? But mind you, he was also independent at the time, all right? So there were no connections or ties there um, that he can go and reach out to a label and say, hey, you know, I want to do this this song with this such and such artist. All right. Now, um, we all know Rick Ross had basically um, made a song which was titled Freemasons. OK, so um, when we see this here, the spotlight is now on him because Nipsey has now. Uh, basically been inducted into this group of individuals now, okay? So now, before he was involved in these group of individuals, okay, um, he couldn't get a feature from Rick Rose, Slim Thug, or Sade. You know, he didn't have the attention of Jay-Z, all right? Um, but it was, like I said, at this very point where things for Nipsey had kind of changed, all right? Um... Nipsey actually got the idea of selling his mixtape for $100, okay, from the uh, author Jonah Berger, okay? Now, Jonah Berger had a book called Contagious, How Things Catch On, all right? Um, now, this inspired his Proud to Pay um, campaign for his mixtape Crenshaw, all right? Um, now... When you join a certain group or things of that nature, okay, um, this is what you call enlightenment, all right? Now, Nipsey may have not known this at all, all right? 
But when he took on this idea that he read from this book, which someone uh, possibly had given him, okay, um, this sparked up an interest, okay? Now, you've had people like Jay-Z, okay, who actually bought a hundred copies, okay, of this Crenshaw album, all right? Now, some people may say, okay, Jay-Z, this was a ploy for Jay-Z to uh, trap Nipsey Hussle and things of that nature, but here's what I'm going to say as well to this. Um, once these type of things are involved, all right, um, Jay-Z actually was the one to make it look cool, okay, to support these type of things, all right? Now, this is a great business venture on Nipsey's behalf, all right? But understand that this brought major attention to Nipsey Hussle, okay? Possibly unwanted attention, all right? Um, being that he was able, okay, to tap into this idea, all right, or someone giving him this idea, all right, and him being this creative to do, all right, it was kind of like an audacity, okay, because it was like, who do you think you are to sell your tape at $100, okay, and I'm Jay-Z, I don't even sell my album for $100, okay, so this was a way for, you know, these people at these companies to take a big close look and pay more attention to Nipsey Hussle, okay, which is what he wanted initially, all right, he wanted to be acknowledged by the big wigs and things of that nature, all right, but it caused him some spike down the line, all right, um, now, I want you guys to pay very close attention because Rock Nation is going to come up multiple times, okay, in this situation here, multiple times, all right, um, so, Let's fast forward, okay, to uh, June 17th, all right, uh, 2017, when he opened up the Marathon Clothing Store, all right, in his neighborhood, all right. Now, he purchased this store uh, in the Crenshaw area where he gave a lot of his uh, fellow comrades an opportunity uh, to make a living for themselves, okay. Um, Nip this is where Nipsey would uh, sell all of his products, and um, his music would be there exclusively heard and things of that nature. Um, he was a humanitarian, all right? And he stuck close to the people so that he could hear everything that the people were saying, all right? Um, now, some people would say that these are bad things to do when you are um, at, a, at a level such as Nipsey Hussle and still being um, at that, you know, point where you're still in the neighborhood, you know, um, this happened to a lot of artists that didn't leave, um, their old neighborhoods and, um, you know, were, were, you know, fatally killed there and things of that nature, right? But, um, when he opened up this store, the Marathon store, right, um, and it showed his independence, okay, he created the label All Money In at the same time, okay, and, um, the industry took this as a threat, okay? It was kind of like a slap in the face as if, if y'all not gonna let me in, I'll make my own lane, all right? So, um, you know, as Nipsey's influence was starting to grow, um, you know, people weren't aware of him, all right? This is why when he was independent, the industry knew of him 
but the people on the outside weren't aware of him, all right? And um, there's numerous ways that, you know, people could say, oh, well, you know, if Nipsey sold out, you know, why wasn't he on the radio? How come I didn't hear of him until he died, all right? Um, but you have to understand something. Um, there are certain levels, okay, uh, within this industry that people, okay, that get involved in it, you know, some people don't want to, they don't want to move up the ladder, okay, and they stay at certain ladders, all right? They stay at certain levels, all right, where as um, another artist may, may take off and gravitate to a higher plateau, all right? But um, when we look at situations why most people didn't know who Nipsey Hussle was and, you know, the industry knew of him and he was very popular in certain areas, um, it is because of the simple fact is that they will only let you get, okay, but so far, all right? They will only let you get, but so far. It's about having control, all right? That's all this is about is having control, all right? So, um, all right, so um, Nipsey is doing his part, basically, uh, as a humanitarian, all right? But um, I'm going to get into the real reason uh, why I think a lot of these things had taken place in his situation, all right? Um, now, when you go against the oath that you take, okay, in this music business, all right, um, you pretty much put yourself in a bad spot. Now, Nipsey Hussle was a part of the industry but Nipsey Hussle did not play their game when he started to realize that his feet was getting wet in this business okay um, he took it upon himself to try to make a few changes all right and the changes that he decided to make all right, um, may have cost him his life, all right? Now, like I said, when you guys get in this business and you think that you're going to rap and, you know, try to change the way the business is ran, okay, you have to understand this program is bigger than you and I, all right? Um, there is an agenda that has to be uh, strategically planned out and done, all right? So... When we take a small look at a few three things, okay, a few three things, a few three things that Nipsey Hussle was uh, involving himself in, uh, we can clearly see that this was a Masonic ritual that was done on, you know, their behalf, all right, to sabotage his career. Now, um, the first and foremost thing that I found to be very interesting Okay, was the um, Dr. Sabi documentary. How they play. Oh, yeah. You know, niggas just tweet me, hustle, be careful, man. Your plane gonna go down. I say, niggas better ride for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Don't, don't pray, ride for yeah, it. Yeah, Proving that he cure AIDS. Absolutely. Come on, why? We don't know about that. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know. And then and he just died mysteriously down right. there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And so you know how they play. Okay, now, um... A lot of people are familiar with who Dr. Savy is, okay? Um, but I don't think a lot of people are uh, familiar with the importance 
uh, he had on uh, humanity. Okay, now, um, Dr. Sebi, in my opinion, was taken out of here, okay, by the uh, pharmaceutical companies, okay, uh, for the simple fact is that if medicine, okay, is what these people are striving off of, okay, and you have a holistic herbalist that is telling you, you can take these natural fruits and vegetables, all right, to basically get rid of any sickness, all right, these major companies would pretty much go out of business, all right? So the message that Dr. Sebi was portraying to the people uh, was sabotage numerous and numerous and numerous of times, all right? Um, so much so that they ran Dr. Sebi out of America, okay? Um, now, when Nipsey Hussle uh, decided to take it upon himself to create a doc a documentary around Dr. Sebi, all right, this caused a lot of um, unwanted attention again, okay? It's, it's because of this, right? Um, like I said, when you join these groups and you're informing the people, all right, of what's going on, all right, um, it, it, it's, it's kind of like a slap in the face, okay? So, uh, okay, so um, once he decided to create this documentary, um, it kind of put a target on his back, okay? They, a lot of people don't want Dr. Sabi's story told uh, for the simple fact is that, um, you know, a lot of the practices that he did weren't uh, FDA approved, okay? So um, with that being said, a lot of his stuff was considered illegal, you know, it wasn't, uh, even though it was holistic, but, you know, these people looked at it as such, all right? Um... Now, the second thing that I noticed that might have caused uh, Nipsey some trouble here uh, was when he bought uh, the shopping mall that his store uh, was located at. Okay, now, with Nipsey Hussle actually uh, purchasing this shopping mall here, uh, which we know is possibly owned by Zionists, okay, um, understand something. Um, you've now taken away... Uh, the wealth of their children in that lineage, okay? Because now, understand that once these things are purchased, okay, by the black community, all right, um, that is a piece of land that is now owned by a African-American, okay? And now Nipsey's children would inherit that plant, that uh, land, and so on and so forth, all right? And they would spread out um, miraculously Okay but uh, Once They realized that he had purchased this uh, The people in power Also known as the Zionists um, Were not very happy About that Okay, So you have to understand that Taking that power away from them uh, Is also going to make uh, Individuals upset Okay um, Now the third uh, that I found to be very interesting um, was the fact of him uh, uniting the gangs and the police together. Okay, now some people say that this meeting was never going to take place, uh, but I find it's very odd that he was assassinated the day before he was supposed to meet with them. All right, now, um, if you guys know that uh, Rock Nation okay, was actually involved in this situation here, okay? They were involved 
in um, Nipsey Hussle, okay, meeting, all right, with the police at this time. All right, now a lot of you may have heard that, uh, that you know, Rock Nation has some uh, connections to a lot of federal informants, okay. Um, now, with this being said, um, we know that, like I said, they were paying very close attention to Nipsey Hussle. Uh, when he made that decision to join these people, okay? Um, but they wanted to make a point, okay, by doing this, all right, by assassinating him um, the day before the meeting, okay, um, at the age of 33, okay? We see that number there, all right? And the marathon continues here, okay? And, you know, they're involved in his merchant things of that nature. So there is a connection there uh, with the Masonic ties, okay? Now, um, my true exact feelings on this is the simple fact is that um, Nipsey Hussle uh, wanted to change. He wanted to change uh, a lot of things that was going against their program, all right? Um, if you pay very close attention to uh, this chessboard here, Okay, this is a game, all right, um, that these people play, all right? And if you are disrupting their game plan, all right, um, you will pretty much be in that, in that situation, all right? So with Nipsey um, not playing along in the game, all right, and going against the rules here, because let's think about it. If the gangs and the police were to actually squash their beef, and there were no more crimes being committed, all right, the government would be overthrown, all right? So um, there is a stronger plan behind a lot of these things, all right, uh, behind a lot of this nonsense that goes on in the industry, all right? And now if we pay very close attention, suddenly they are trying to destroy the character of Nipsey Hussle, okay, by putting out false information on the man, uh, that no one has proof of, all right? Now, um, a lot of these people uh, understand uh, the process of the general public and how naive most people are um, when we see these type of things, all right? So um, when we hear an individual say that Nipsey was involved in some type of homosexual activity, okay, um, it is basically the same practice that they did with any other entertainer that wanted to make a change, all right, throughout this world, all right? You've had people talk bad about Tupac after he left, okay? Um, you had people uh, talk bad about Michael Jackson, all right? Um, people talk bad about Prince, all right? Um, anything to sabotage the career and the legacy of an individual who made an impact on this world um, they will actually, they will actually uh, change it, all right, and spin the narrative to make that person look less of a value than they actually are, all right. So um, when we take a very close look, all right, um, at certain things, we know that how these people play is truly, truly unfair, all right. Um, and we also have to understand that. Um, there's a price that comes with being a humanitarian, okay? Um, Jesus was in the same predicament as well. You know, um, his own people 
killed him, all right? Um, Tupac was killed by his own people, all right? Malcolm X was killed by his own people. These are people that were humanitarians and decided to make a change for the better, all right? But um, seeing that this guy, Eric Holder, uh, was the one behind this and this whole ploy was done by the government, all right? Um, everything is usually swept under the rug, all right? Now, Eric Holder, uh, his whole ploy was that uh, Nipsey had called him a snitch uh, to his face, all right? And, you know, Nipsey actually died to walk away from him angry, okay, and still reside there and come back to be assassinated, okay, which I truly believe is complete BS, all right? I truly believe this is complete BS, all right? Um, you know, they want to make it seem as if, you know, um, there was a dispute between the two beforehand, all right? But there's only one side to tell the story, okay? And this is why we have to be very careful with, you know, uh, taking the concept from individuals that are against him, okay, that are against Nipsey's words and his practices and things that he was saying, all right? Um, you know, a lot of these artists that were, you know, standing behind Nipsey while he was alive, okay, are no longer speaking on anything on his behalf, all right? Uh, we've had Nick Cannon, we've had Nick Cannon come out and speak on finishing Dr. Sabi's documentary, uh, but that has never happened, okay, because he knows that if he does this, all right, he will be in trouble, okay, with the bigwigs, all right, um, but these, these are the things that take place in this business, all right, because like I said, they all have to answer to someone, all right, and if you take it upon yourself, to do certain things without their permission, all right, um, you will wind up on this list as well, okay? So, um, with that being said, y'all, I hope I tapped into it and spoke on it as much as possible and gave you guys a heads up and, you know, everything went good with this one, okay, and gave you guys a heads up and let you guys know um, that Nipsey Hussle's uh, death was actually planned, okay? It was actually planned and done purposely, okay? Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed this video. Um, it gave you guys a little bit of uh, research on a lot of things and things that I felt that, you know, was needed to be said. And uh, stay safe and be blessed. Peace. people don't like they ain't gonna never what the idea i learned very early in the music business if you've been raised they don't like you mm. they don't like you yeah because you come from something yeah 
They need a motherfucker come in here and treat them like, man, please, you my daddy. Show me who, please, man. Whatever, whatever you say, I do it. You know what I mean? Why is it, because this is my last question, Gil, but you done got me started with what you just said right there. Why is it that when you ain't saying those magic words, I'll do whatever. You can't get nowhere in this goddamn music industry. If you come in there with your ten toes down as a man and say, hey, man, this is what I want, this is what I can offer, can't nobody hear that. They got to hear you say, I'll do whatever, whatever to get something. Because, shit. Because, man, it's the devil's playground when God ain't involved. Mm. This the devil's playground when God ain't involved. This is the biggest witch. This is this is sorcery. This is yep. witchcraft. Music is witchcraft. Yep. Because you could change a whole world by putting out the right song. Yeah. So you got to understand the power of music. Mm. So if I'm an oppressor or if I'm a person like God, damn, like, okay, we're going to have to open the world up. We're going to have to pay these niggas more. <laughs> Man. Oh, well, shit. We got to pay them to self-destruct. 